hello and welcome to the thatonevideogamer.com podcast. My name is George Weedman, and I'll be your host tonight as we travel on this magical journey to the electronic cyber world of video gaming entertainment. George. Yes. So, I heard you didn't like Hyperlight Drifter. I yeah, do did not like it. I thought it was fine. Can you turn that music off? I thought it was okay, but but because it's a game that got hyped, like making a video where I say it's fine and okay isn't good enough. Okay, no, you, you want right, to see me nitpick? All right, before before you go on a tangent, oh, before I, I'm just I'm just I'm messing. I I people hype this up like we're gonna argue, but I I don't. I don't care that you don't like... I was expecting you not to like something about it. I just... It's kind of disappointing that you had problems with it where I had Mm -hmm. nothing. And I will agree with you there. I got really, really unlucky when it came to bugs and glitches. Having the black screen issue where the game cuts to a black screen I can't recover from. And then I try to load my save game after restarting and it loads back into that same black screen. Like, that was 90 minutes in and that was my first impression. That really colored the rest of my time with it. Okay, real quick. We really need to stop doing this. Welcome to the TOVG podcast. (laughs) This is George Weedman, Matt Visual, and, and Jimmy doing the podcast. We missed that like three podcasts in a row, and I've had to bring it back like 10 minutes in. Bring it okay, back. Bring it back. Back to Hyperlight Hyper Drifter. I Go thought ahead. it was fine. I thought it was okay. I never said I didn't. I said I was going back and right. forth depending on what part it was at. It began kind of weird. The middle was great. The ending wraps things up a little early. The North okay. Dungeon was a lot of fun. Okay. 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 I, I had so, no slowdown whatsoever all right no slowdown yeah go ahead slowdown playing literally right before we started the podcast i experienced first issue of slowdown in the west are you guys running on a pencil sharpener i I Uh, think i mean i'm not my computer's not the greatest as my graphics card is not the greatest it's a nvidia 650 and my cpu is not the greatest it's an i7 860 right like my computer's pretty old but the only slowdown I felt was in a very big room in the West Dungeon where there was a lot of samurai men. Oh, oh those samurai men. But this the is best. the thing, though. When it works, when it's playing smoothly and you're dodging and, and evading and parrying those uh, those samurai men. Mm, mm, oh, yeah. 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 It, uh, I, it's... The okay, only so, the, the so thing I hate about this me, is that... So uh, before we move on, sorry, Matt, I know I do this every fucking time you talk. It's fine. It's fine. Before, I'm used to it. I know it's within before, love. Before right? Matt says says some great, wonderful things, I just want to <laughs> clarify. When the game is doing the thing that the game is meant to do, George, you enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Okay, that's all I need to clarify. As long as this podcast wasn't George hating fun again, I'm good. It I'm basically good. That, that, for that, that review basically was, and I know, I know his subscribers love it like they love that negativity you know they're no, touching they themselves they like oh my gosh yes george rip up that game oh i it don't have to spend 17 yeah like like it's it's re- like all right the the only thing i'm i'm disappointed that because george made a video and george had a bad time with this people are gonna validate themselves they're gonna va- all the scrubs out there who are not good enough for this game <laughs> who suck and they're just bad 
are gonna validate their opinion. Oh, it's not it's not sixty FPS. That means it's it's a bad game. Like I had I didn't even know that it was thirty FPS. I didn't I, even I know. I noticed right until away. Re- I didn't know until uh, reading this I, extensive the, notes. The that camera <laughs> exactly. Gave me, gave me, okay. I didn't even know. See, and it's it's so weird for me to look at that because the only problems I I had when it comes down to like unpolished stuff was, um. I like sometimes with the dashing, you would kind of dash into like a little crevice and it might mess up. And I, I've made yeah. I've made games back when I was in college in Game Maker, and I know if you don't you have to polish every corner because mm. it will glitch. It will glitch that, a little bit. That's the one glitch, the only one that I found consistently. I found two bugs in the game total. The one that I find continuously that's like the punishment for it isn't that bad, but it's just that thing where, like, if you walk over some, like, some conflicting terrain or, like, into a corner or something and you keep holding the direction into it, your guy will, like, look down for a second yeah, and then, and then just fall through the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's one <clears throat> bar of health. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I've never died yeah, except from it. New Game Plus. I mean, in New Game Plus, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it's a big issue, but, like, yeah. by then, you know to, like, don't slam into a corner trying to no, get I, but you're also it. looking for but, secrets exactly. which is yeah, a valid point that's what, I'm, that's what i'm saying yeah through the main game it's not that big of a punishment when you're looking for secrets however it is a bug it is annoying i'm not gonna like write it off the other right. one that i found was you know the dashing stab attack where mm-hmm. you dash and then yeah. slice and it like hits people back into a wall yeah um just before in the same in the slowdown room that i had uh there was two of those samurai guys but the the ones that have guns and i hit both of them they were like overlapping on top of each other hit both of them with that into the wall they had the same amount of health they both hit the same part of the wall and some reason of that happening made them you know how like when they hit the wall after that they go like and like the rest of their health goes down and then they explode yeah they just kept exploding repeatedly. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, they created like a like a Smash Brothers melee black hole glitch, and it, <laughs> like my frame rate was going like lower and lower every time they exploded. And then I left the room and came that, back. See, that's a fine. special case because it, yeah. it's because they can bounce off of each other because you yeah. can hit enemies into other enemies. Yeah, so uh, I got them in like a infinite loop. But I mean, I reset it by walking out of the room. I, those are the only bugs I found. Yeah, I I, I found I fell off a lot of a lot of <laughs> elements and almost a lot of aspects of this game that could use some work. Okay, so you were talking I, earlier about technically how, though, like what, yeah, like and also design wise. Okay, and a little I, bit artistically and, and visually. Mm, uh, mm, when you're climbing up uh, those mountains oh, in the north, there are some sections where the cliffs wrong. just like turn into a mess. But anyways, um, that's like. <laughs> You know uh, how you were talking earlier about how when you try to squeeze yourself into a corner, sometimes you'll uh, just fall off the map and take a bar of health out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real problem with how the game lays out its secrets. You want to be hugging walls for secrets, which is something that feels clever after the first time. But after a few while, you're just like, oh, I'll just hug every wall in this room because that's more efficient and easier than actually looking for the clues. And I wish there was more cle- were more clever secrets than than just hiding things outside of the camera's perspective. Dude, um, no, there and, are and, visual cues to many of them. Maybe yeah, not know, every it's just not super hardcore one. To even look for can, them when you can just hug. Well, I mean, 
not only that, but like, uh, I guess I don't want to get too into it again for spoilery stuff. This game just came out like a week ago, but like, there are more than just like getting the yellow chips and a lot more. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like, more stuff in there. One of the things I was really impressed was how there was an entire second half of. Yeah. the eastern dungeon to discover but i noticed when i was going through it it felt like a chore because i didn't really get anything for unlocking all of that extra area and the process of unlocking it was so methodical and work-y. it's a bit hard i it, i, I don't know if i want to call it i just hugged the walls of every room until i got what i needed and then well you don't like the, the witness either neck. so yeah i was gonna say that's like I wish the game was just combat. Yeah. (laughs) I wish it was just combat, okay? Fuck me, right? Okay, so... No, but you can play through that, and that's why I'm... You can't play through... You could just go through, get your four four little um, try try four squares, try four squares, triangles in each area, (laughs) and then call it a day and enjoy the game. No, because you want to buy the combat upgrades, which require searching for secrets past uh, janky areas of wall-hugging and platforming. I really don't like the way the game handles platforming. I think it's the the edge detection is is janky. I I really wish you didn't have to plat... I wish you just chopped up monsters and that the secrets were hidden behind monsters instead. See, I I never had a problem with it. All you have to do is stand at the edge and dash. Like, for me... I didn't have a problem with it when you just like pinpoint everything. Also, I'm which playing dungeon on a controller, guys, by the way. Me too. Which dungeons did I heard you guys? People, yeah. Which dungeons did you guys do first? I did uh, north and then east, and then I just finished west. I, okay, I, I haven't done south yet. I did. I did east first. Uh, um, yeah. So you're you might be with me then. I, I did east first. I I I got my behind kicked, and mm-hmm, it was I've, it was I liked I liked it because for me. I didn't have the slowdown. Okay. I didn't have the slowdown. Like, you could check my tape. Like, you can see that my footage is actually clean compared to yours. You can check the tapes and 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 see that it's silky smooth and not a dirty 30. And I think that's because... I saw saw slowdown. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's Rummy Moore. It's Rummy Moore, Weed Band. Let's go. Let's go. What? What? Go go ahead. Let me play the music again. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have fun here. Yes. On the TOVT podcast. Should I go ahead? Yes, go 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 go, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. if I'll you went through orange. the East Dungeon first, then you might remember a point where after getting three diamond triangle I, th- I think the community is calling them shards. After yeah, getting that sounds good. After getting three shards, you unlock a door that leads towards the area the boss is in. Mm-hmm. You uh walk out onto a big courtyard platform, a time-based gauntlet of enemies spawns in, you kill them, maybe take a few hits. Then you walk into some tunnels where more enemies are there fighting you, you might take a few hits. Then you walk back outside, activate a bridge where you return to the same courtyard and an even larger amount of enemies spawns in. And at that point, there were no med kits between that first courtyard and the next one. I had only one health bar. And, And sure, you can warp back to the center of the dungeon and heal and go back to it again but i found that section almost impassable with just one health bar because the enemies in the east dungeon use these um wide spread gun projectile attacks with when you have no upgrades in the game at that point without the projectile slasher which you want you to get you want to be exploring for secrets even if you just care about the combat because it makes the combat way better i i thought that was like kind of bad design how they throw you so many gauntlets at you with no med kits after previously pacing you through much smoother 
I don't understand if you if if it's too hard for you, why don't you just go to an easier area? Like like every other game. Like you I played didn't Dark know Souls it was an easier for, area. D- d- dark Dark and, Souls and it wasn't like, like that main... bad. Don't get me wrong. I tried for 20 minutes, went back to the center you... of the dungeon, healed, and then did it just fine. But I still, I did the East Dungeon four times. But you made it a point times. in your review as well, though. Yeah, like, I did, because I did the East minutes. Dungeon four you... times, and it was so much worse than the others. One five-point bar of health or one single point of health? One, one heart. So one point of health, yeah. like one hit. One one out of five. I could only take one hit in this fight. Well, that's your fucking problem. Don't <laughs> hit that much. What? Imagine if, you if have one health. Don't go towards conflict. But like, the game was routing me towards conflict after like fifteen minutes of other conflict with with no health right. pickups in between. Like there's a certain element of of pacing to the, it's called drop just one freaking health kit in the middle of a long gauntlet of combat. And the other dungeons did that just fine because I didn't have any. You also in the didn't east. do east first, and Matt did right, east first. Matt, really do you know what I'm talking about? First. Okay, it's, no, it's, fuck that. You walk out of the house. The camera pans right. You have to turn right. You see a dog that runs to the right. Fuck oh, me for okay. going right first. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You play another game, and another game does that. And it's like, oh, they're, they're trying to be funny. In this game, it's like, oh, oh, it's too hard. I can't go anywhere else in the whole entire map that they've showed me. <laughs> like, why not? Like, in the beginning, in the beginning, when you wake up, George, and they tell you, they tell you to press that little button on that, on that table, it shows you the top, the north first. Yeah, it does. It shows I, you the north first, dude. And that then you little walk dog out is just and turn to the right. It stops for oh, a cutscene. Because a cute little dog goes to to the demon Why area. Why do you think the cute first? little dog's a troll? <laughs> it's a little because you can dog. do the dungeon just fine. You can. I. You can. I. I actually just did it. Did, did it again just, with a friend. Just to clarify, we're not talking about like the like. Uh, like jackal-looking black shadow dog, right? We're just talking about like no, just some the, little dog, the dumbass dog yeah. from the start. Yeah, okay. you you, you walk up to that north. dog and he runs to the right, though. So I'm like, oh, follow uh, the moving object, follow the point the camera and the route <laughs> has been encouraging me towards. Why not just? But the map showed you go up to the, to the north. No, it didn't. Yeah, it showed me yeah, put the did. diamond in the diamond shape. It, it shows the north. It shows it, the north. I, and, it, it, it gives you That's a clue. That's just the like, example it uses for the problem. No, no, is, don't oh even God, try, George. Don't, you're stretching no, it you don't bit. even... There's one... Fine, okay, you get one <laughs> you're, clue you're, your pointing you to thing, the north, your whole and then you... Was like, Go, 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 just go. <laughs> no, my, my whole argument is that you walk out of the house, a blocked walkway makes you turn right, a cutscene stops and pans the camera down and to the right towards a dog, you walk up to the dog and the dog runs to the right. That's like signposting. It's gotta I be. I don't even remember that happening. No, I think I think you're remembering you guys it are a crazy. little bit. Like, yeah. I'm it's tempted a, to like boot up the game right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. Like, I... It, it and it it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it it tells you. Oh my gosh! If if it's, if a know. place is hard, you go somewhere else, right? Like the game, you you Plus. can go through that area. I've went through that area, and I enjoyed it. It, it made everything else easier. I tell you that. Um, even though the other areas are challenging, um, but this area just like tells you like, oh, this is what you need to learn, whatever. But um. Especially fighting the ninjas without any upgrades is actually pretty fun. I well again, I didn't have slowdown. So I can see that you can be angry, but I think you're stretching a bit with everything else though. 
You're stretching it just a bit. I don't. Just, I just, think I'm just uh, actually paying I, attention to what's on the screen in listen, front of me and, and reading into the signs that have been drawn into the ground. I think you just don't like fun, George. Then why do I like super hot so much? <laughs> so super hot must be like really not fun or something. Right, right. right. Then why do I like? Uh, uh, why do I like <laughs> old Sonic games so much? Well, oh I think that speaks for itself. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, alright, anyway, so we're moving on. What do you guys think about the boss fights? I think they're great. Like, is it, it, you can easily kill them and you can easily die. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And it's, it's like throughout the whole game where you just like make one mistake and you can just, all your life is just gone. I like yeah. to try to try to defeat them with one bar without healing. I've I done that a lot. Um, oh. And I, I guess it kind of helped me practice for new game plus because you're not supposed to get a new new game plus you're not supposed exactly. to get it at all right. um I, I don't like new game plus it, okay it, it i i could under <laughs> i i i want to finish the game first on normal mode before i go to new game plus i think new game plus is its own thing and i want to do that when i know all the secrets you know because i don't want to walk off an edge uh real quick yeah does new game plus retain your upgrades yes. it retains no no, your, it retains your combat mm, upgrades. No, it retains your movement upgrades, not your weapons. You have to what? get the weapons. No, your so weapons hurt. too. No, not the. I mean, not the guns, but your sword upgrades. What you have? Yeah, from the your, sword your sword upgrades and your movement upgrades. You can double dash. You can do the like A X slash dash, but your guns don't carry over, and your grenades well, don't mean, carry over. Obviously, because well, like, you, you said have, your like, guns and in your in what? Yeah, your guns and your grenades don't carry over. Yeah, and your health bars. But you but your only... sword, your sword stuff, and the dash, which is the most important, both of those, right, the, yeah, the staple combat. Yes, attacks. those carry over. Forget all the guns and stuff. Doing... Who cares about that stuff? The, the The main point is like the the two beginning ones. You know, the one right See, next I... to the beginning area. Yeah, I can't that believe one... what I'm hearing. See, that is the other thing that that completely signposts going up is that the first two shops that are in visibility are the dash shop and the sword shop. They're I didn't even know there visibility. were other shops until after I finished the uh, north section. <laughs> you have to walk pretty far up so, to see them from your you starting point. You have to point. walk like one foot up and there's a whole bunch of people chilling around that you like want to talk like, to, right? Yeah, you want to talk to them. Get immersed into the world, right? That's exactly right. I, I, I want to follow and I was like, the oh, dog. Check it out, people. I don't fucking give a shit about the dog. <laughs> Why don't no dogs are great. Dogs are the coolest. Uh, and I found a better dog going north, and that dog turned into a cool dude that killed a bunch of people and was like, yo, there's some shards around here. When Find you them. load up Majora's Mask and you walk out onto the town square as a Deku scrub and the little dog's running around and you, did you not run up to it and want to interact with it and find no, out? No, because it attacks you. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what a cute little interaction. If I hadn't run up to the dog, I wouldn't have noticed that they did that. Yeah, and then I didn't go the wrong way and go straight to, like, Great Bay Temple just following that dog. <laughs> the dog in Majora's Vest doesn't even walk to one of the temples. If they didn't want you to follow the dog, the dog would have just ran in circles after you run up to it instead of running to one of the dungeons in particular. I don't know, man. I All think... right. All right. 20 minutes on Hyperlight Drifter. Hey, Jimmy, you, you said your thoughts. Wigman, you said your thoughts. I can't believe you think the guns don't matter because you need the laser to unlock like half the dungeon secrets. No, well, you no, can. I didn't say the guns don't matter. I said I mean, are, those are things that are naturally that you naturally unlock over the progression of the game through doing the main game. 
So obviously you wouldn't retain all gun upgrades because you don't have the guns to begin with because those are like Metroidvania style grab them after you do a specific thing. But the sword and the dash you have from the beginning and they are the most used and most important combat mechanics. Way, way more important than, than like the, the guns. guns, are, the guns are you can unlock the guns wrong. later. Like who cares? You can, you can use all the upgrades points for the guns. Literally spawned just because I asked, "Do you retain your upgrades upon going to New Game Plus?" Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. And, and you the don't only just spent sword and dash. You don't, the only you don't three you need. All right, go go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> I answered the question. Welcome to the TOVG podcast, where we get really mad at each other over a really cool game. I yeah, where where, where Matt's voice goes extra high. Because I, I can't understand what happened to Wee Man's uh, computer while, while running this game. Also, I'm so damn, saddened can, by it, Wee Man. I'm so saddened. Like, I know it's because it's disaster piece on the soundtrack, but also because of the visuals. This game feels like if Fez was a combat game. Like, the game feel, mm. the world feel. Like, there's a lot of aesthetic similarities. Yeah, I was getting that vibe. Visual. Yeah, I love the, like, the, like, hieroglyphs that are all pixely and Also, everyone and has little, like, black toothpick capybara legs yeah yes <laughs> anyways okay. all right yeah bosses were fine though the north I, temple I was pretty fun the uh the, the easiest one was fucking crazy the north and the south temple easy. were like the highlight of the game for me the rest of it i was going Ooh. back and forth but i was genuinely enjoying myself throughout the north and the south temple and the west boss the west boss was hard as shit but i was having the time of my life figuring him That's- out that's the like pirate samurai guy. Yeah, with the double swipe. With the fucking combos. He like that swats guy. you like a fly swatter with his combos. It's great. Yeah, that guy fucked me up many times, and then we started the podcast. I beat him though, but but that was the last thing I did was that guy. Ooh, and the music in so the good. South Dungeon is really fucking good. You're gonna love I the cannot, South Dungeon. Cannot wait. Oh. Okay, we'll get off this because George is actually sounding pretty pretty stressed, and I apologize, but I'm not stressed. You sound it. No. Um, <laughs> anyways, what have you been playing, Jimmy? Since we talked about Hyper Light Drifter, that's what I. That's what I've been playing. Oh, okay. Well, uh, do you still I... care about Enter the Gungeon? I do care about it. Uh, I have not played it. It's fucking because... dope. Yeah, I figured Ooh. when Todd posted a picture of a gun that is a banana <laughs> called the Plantain, and I was like. Fuck yes to that gun. You uh, have a codex of enemies with descriptions, and they are all the. You fight your way through the leagues of the gun dead. Oh, good, good. Any game that is pretty much solely revolving around puns, I'm I'm in. I'm about it. So yeah, oh, this that's, looks that's cool. something I genuinely enjoy and have fun with. Ah, so. local co-op. Damn it. Oh yeah. Oh, is it yeah. not online co-op? No. Well, it mean, needs the single, to be more co-op games. Dude. The, the single player itself looks really good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. It moves very, very fast too. There are teleporters like every two rooms. <laughs> when you start the game up, there's a quick start the game button that immediately oh, yeah. skips the corporate logos, the the cinematic intro, and even the main menu, and just drops you straight into room one of a randomly generated dungeon with your favorite character. Nice. Yeah, I really like how they've streamlined the interface to be super fast and the gameplay is super fast. It, it's uh, really, I, I don't know, I like i like shooting things with the mouse. And mm. also, I, I haven't really harbored a lot of love for like dungeon crawling roguelikes. The only one that I think I really genuinely truly enjoyed and then beat all the way to the end is uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Right. And I think this is like the next time where I'm feeling it again. I, oh, yeah. I, I liked Spelunky, not enough to finish it though, but 
like the usual Isaac, I just kind of get mad at the RNG gods, but but with this, it feels like there's some degree of a lot of degree of skill to circle strafing and dodging at the right time is the core centerpieces of the combat mechanics. It's right. It's nice. You get a yeah, Ghostbuster I, gun. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I did play a little bit of this at E3 last year, and I did quite enjoy it. Um, love the love the art. Like, oh, it's so adorable I, too. Yeah, I think I think we're getting into that age where the like pixel art indie games are kind of pushing the boundaries into like it's getting easier to see which ones are really good pixel art and which ones are just okay. Yeah. Uh, and like I think Hyperlight Drifter and Enter the Gungeon are both in the the really good category. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're using it where it's not like a we're looking sixteen bit. It's just right. like yeah, it's, it's like it's just like it's made of pixels, but mm-hmm. it's like good art. It's it's an HD screen made of pixels. Yeah. Like it's not meant to look like a Super Nintendo game or anything. It's just it happens to also be pixelated. Like, yeah, I don't know. I like that. I think timeless it's a cool, art style. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like what, like cell shaded stuff. And the or music whatever. is so good. <laughs> I love. I, <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say I only played it at E3, so I didn't get to hear much of the game. But it starts from the very beginning. The main menu is like a synthesized voice going "Enter the Gungeon" over and over again. And when so I first good. heard that, like the magic began at that moment. And Dude, I get those vibes from Duck Game. If you ever do matchmaking on Duck Game, have you ever? Have oh you ever yeah, where he's just whispering. Song? Yeah, it's Landon. He's like Duck Game. Elevator music. <laughs> it's so good. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a, that's a game that that I can't really argue <laughs> about yet. I mean, I might find something as the hours go on, but so far the first hour of that was damn good. Yeah, it, it's something that I would like to play sometime soon. But you, Matt. Um, the only other game I've been playing. Well, no, actually, I've played two: Salt and Sanctuary and Stories. Uh, okay, I haven't heard of stories, but what's your what's your take on Salt? You can't talk about a Souls Souls type game in front of George for 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 just a short bit. Um, but <laughs> Salt and Sanctuary, I've I've actually played a lot of this guy's games. Um, did the Dishwasher, Dead Samurai, the the one for Xbox. Um, what Is, was that indie section that they had way back in the these, day? Wait, are these the devs who did Dishwasher? Yes. I yes, you can see the art that. styles exactly the same. Oh my god, okay, it makes sense now. They were one of my favorite games on the Xbox. Like, in a little indie, down, you know, like, cheap downloadable stuff. The little nuggets. Like, there weren't many back then in the indie section of Xbox Live, but this was one of them that were just really good. Um, local co-op with my friend all day. Um, so, this, me and him, I... I you could do share play with uh, Salt and Sanctuary over the internet by like doing a complicated process of logging in to a profile that is on your system and then logging it out while doing share play so he can take, in, take control of the character that is on the profile that you just logged out on. Like it's ridiculous. Mm. And to save it, you have to repeat that process again to save it properly, or you'll lose all your progress on that second character that you bring in because there's only local co-op. But because PlayStation Four has share play, you can bring someone in as their like l- like a local person. It's 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 an amazing software. Like I play Street Fighter on it with my friend. Um, there's a little bit of lag, of course, but you, you can get used to it uh, depending on your internet connection. 
Um, mm. But this game is really good. Like, yeah, I, like, <laughs> like I, 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 I'm, of course, maybe, maybe I'm by because I, I like the art style, a little creepy, you know, heads and stuff like that. Yeah. And I like, I like challenging games. Oh you know? God, it, I, it makes I me want to stroke myself sometimes. You know, I was, I like, was yeah, blowing up I just like a balloon in the background, waiting for the verdict. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a it's a good game. Like even. I only played uh, about four hours of it, um, beat a couple bosses, and it is like the upgrade system and everything. It's 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 easy to to get into in in a way, but also like oh man, should should I reset my stats to do this? It has that type of feel to it because it has um, Path of Exiles, big old crazy Spirit tree. Ever seen Path of, Path of Exiles tree? Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, that quite as big, but like it's it's pretty pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Exiles tree is just like it's like a constellation map. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Just go outside, look up at the stars, and those are all your talents. Yeah. I think what's really really clever about the way they did the tree in this game is uh, the, the first time I saw the sphere good was in FX yeah FFX, and I think actually Path of Exile has the same system where you can refund old points, so you can start going down a branch that the developer wants to um kind of groom you into but then refund the points at the root of that branch while still keeping the tip of that branch so you can customize but do it around the kind of pre-builds that they want to groom you around i i feel like that's like a perfect balance between them making sure that the player can't make a stupidly overpowered build while also making sure that the player has some degree of, of customization to it to make sure they can do some something stupid that they want to do with mm. their character that's what i like to hear and that might make me play it because oh it's such a good I think, game i think i've said it enough times in the podcast that like when it comes to RPG-esque games or anything with RPG elements, like I do not want to be forced down the do this, this, or this path. Like I feel it in Diablo 3, I felt it hard. Like one of the reasons why I look back poorly on Fable 2, stuff like that, it's just like, you will be the this guy. And it's like, yeah. no, what if I want to be, what if I just want to pour all my points into like punch or like, you like something shitty. Like you have one punch man. Yeah. In there. Like I, I'm yeah. doing a uh, co-op run with a friend and I have it in all daggers and daggers is probably the like equivalent to just punch that this game has like incredibly right. weak weapons. But for some reason they have a five tier upgrade tree. And See, uh, that's awesome. I'm into that. I, even at the top tiers, they there's just like no comparison between a tier five dagger and a tier five like shitty light sword. But but you can still completely fuck your character over by putting points into there if you want. It's it's not incredibly balanced, but there's room to get your way out of of the shitty branches once you start seeing how shitty they are mm. or go further in once you start seeing how shitty they are. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I there's no way to reset your stats, right? Uh, Not to raw like yeah. starting level, but. You can search for and, and maybe buy a whole bunch of gray pearls to refund all those points if you want. Mm, okay. Because gotcha. that's, uh, I think, how you do it. You you refund the stuff at the very, very earlier roots of your skill tree and put them towards the tippy-tippy top of the skill tree. Because they're worth the same amount. They're, they're both one point. One mm. just takes a whole lot more points to climb to. So you kind of like 
reach down to your bootstrap, tear it off your boot, and then stick it way above your your furthest arm's reach. It's it's funny. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't like. What do you think of the uh, the the combat? Because that's that was another fun thing to uncover as I was learning this game. Um, I I like two D games, so if it's at least solid. I'm going to like it. So I I quite enjoyed that in the beginning like I I was like okay there's a a light and heavy and then I learned that you could do combos. Like mm-hmm. I had a sword at the time, you could do combos, and you spin up in the air just like um what dishwasher. And I was just like, "Oh man, like I just discovering that was pretty fun and being able to juggle enemies and um you could almost cheese some of the bosses." Which I found. Um, it's by really doing unexpected. Like the, yeah. the game presents itself as really slow based and soulsy, but before you know it, you start figuring out these like DMC launchers that are way more fast and crazy than than any Souls game has a right to be. Yeah, man. It, and, and they're it, always fun. Yeah. To, to it's, input. It, it's it's and great. there's no I, slowdown. It, <laughs> so you never miss yeah. your combo timings. Right. Yeah, I, I, I now, think it was quite good. Have you noticed that if you hold down certain directions, you end up inputting different combos? No, I haven't yet. So, uh, light, light, and then up light gives you a launcher just like light, light, heavy, but it costs less stamina. Light, light, Ah. if you have a spear, or maybe it's light, light, down light. If you have a spear and you do light, light, up light, you do a... um, overhead twirl that ends up giving the enemy some knockback and that also does not cost as much stamina the the trade-off is that it requires more precision out of the player to input the combo right but yeah start holding down directions in the middle of these combos and just see what happens and you'll find out some cool stuff now have you also found out that if you press the dodge button and the jump button at the same time you do an extra high jump what if you press the dodge button and the jump button and a direction left and right you do an extra long jump oh my gosh what the heck when you pick up the controller again you're gonna be like what there's so much more to this game yeah i was like figuring this stuff out after two playthroughs and now this co-op one i'm still learning things and and that is amazing it's that death Oh my god, like that's that's weird because man, that that just opens up a whole a whole new world basically. I know. There, there was a, there, there was a problem also. I wanted to ask you when can you dodge through a boss because at the first boss there were certain times where I couldn't dodge through him. It seems so I'm to guessing be during... I have to rub up against him, you know, give him a little mm-hmm. a little kiss. In Just... an experiment. This is what's uh, kind of kind of shitty about a, a role in 2D. 2D games have always had a hard time in putting a role, but I think it's during their wind-up. It seems to be pretty consistent, but it depends on the enemy. But during their wind-up animation, before they start slashing down with their attack, but when they're winding up for it, you can generally rely on your role passing through them and, and you getting on their backside. Mm. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I I am looking forward to just diving in. I'm not going to review or anything. I'm just going to take my... Well, uh, not take my time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just just get in there like a rabid dog. Play it with no stress, no worries. 
Yeah. No obligations. No obligations. That's, that's, that's what I'm doing with DS3, and I can't wait. Oh, they, dude, they're totally going to ask you. They're like, yo. Oh, yeah, people already have, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Um, yep. I, I could I could give a quick note to uh, stories because I it's probably going to go under the radar, I think. I, I feel like it hasn't got any, like... I don't know presser or anything. I mean, it, it's 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 a it's the same guys who made Tiny Brains, um, which oh, was also okay. a game. Uh, Spearhead Studios which is always yeah. a game I went through and really enjoyed playing with my with um with my wife. Um, I love co op games, so uh, this was up my alley. Uh, so stories. Uh, I actually got a copy of that early and started playing through it, and the way it works, it's almost it's weird to talk about it because it's like. Is is it spoilers? Because it's almost surprising what it act what they actually mean by choices. Mm. Uh, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, and you you go through the game, and I, I would say it's the most creative part of the game. And the story is a strong suit, just because you have all these choices and you can kind of go back through. But then you have. The combat, which is good, and they add a lot of en- uh, enemy variety throughout the whole game, um, but it's also not polished. Like, there's situations where you're wondering how you got hit or how you pulled a guy's shield off while getting hit from the same guy. Like, there's a lot of wonkiness sometimes, but it doesn't happen mm-hmm. All the time. And I'm wondering, just because I got it early, because I've seen them patch it a couple times, I'm wondering, you know, if mm. if it's just going to be patched later on. But it's it's already, that like, kind of, you know, really milked frustrates my... me. Yeah. You it, know, it does remind me of Hyperlight Drifter, because I noticed about two days into it, they put a patch out that fixed a lot of the slowdown I was getting. And I was like, oh, God, what does this do to the review? Mm. Well, I'm good. I'm glad people who are listening knows that they patched it out. Then, yeah, and I uh, did say during the review that a couple days later they released a patch. No, it didn't fix my save game that was stuck at the black screen, but it did fix the slowdown. Wow, but, man, you had a horrible time. Holy I, crap! I don't know why. I just got really unlucky with glitches on that one. Yeah, but um, stories stories is good. I finished it. I I I didn't sleep this morning, so I just I just went at it and. I finished it. It's, it's definitely a game that actually you can, you can you can play through it to the end. Oh man, all of that is spoilers. Everyone, anyways, it's it's a pretty decent game. I don't, I enjoy it for its creativity. I I wish I I'm scared to to put out a review saying like, look look at these look at these wonky glitches. It doesn't feel as tight as, you know, Hyperlight Drifter that I just played. You know, mm. it it just feels weird and. I like things to be responsive, like you know, Salt and Sanctuary and Hyperlight Drifter and all the other games that I play. Oh, I don't, you have I don't... a dash and yeah. a quick slash. Yes, yes. I'm looking at it's it the now. same thing with uh-huh. 3D. It's the same thing. You can dash through enemies. You can. Oh, you have iframes then. Um, that was hard to learn in Hyperlight. I ended up liking it, but Hyperlight not having iframes—that was brave. That was bold. Oh, in your dash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get that shield power up yeah. that gives you invincibility against uh, projectiles during your dash, but yeah. 
It's uh, it, it, it works though. Changes it changes it, it around so mm-hmm. much. Makes you think a little more carefully. Yeah, you can't just dash whenever you got to dash out of the way. Yeah, you can't and, just spam it because th- yeah, that's right. what they allow you to do. They allow you to spam the dash. I mean, the, like, don't get. I really liked the game's combat system. I just wish it, that we, was we the, more of the now. focus. Okay, yeah, I, we, we, we already did. We already did. Yeah, we. Okay. We don't need to get back. Uh, into let's, that. let's 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 do we news. We trust you, George. I, okay. I, I trust that you enjoyed the game when it was enjoyable. For, for people who are looking <laughs> to buy the game, I say, you know, you know, you might want to try it out. I might, might want to try it out. I, maybe I, maybe I, Joyce I, is not the final I, answer on it. Maybe. maybe. Salt and Sanctuary is better. I'd say that with less lip smacking, but pretty much, I'd say try it out. Try it out. Um. Or wait I mean, on sale. Least, whatever. Don't at matter. least. At least. At least look at it. So yeah, 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 like Jim so far this year. I, I, I'm so good. Anyways, I can't wait to play it for sure. Uh, let's uh, let's do news after the break. And we're back. We're going to be getting into some news, which I stretched out a lot of topics really hard because not a lot of eventful stuff really happened this week for some reason but i got i got some topics for us uh first up is that htc vive is out reviews are yeah. in i like but how they, it's already starting about. the console wars where it's just like oh the vive is better oh the oculus yeah. riff it doesn't have room scale <laughs> you they guys have suck. Pros and cons yeah the oculus riff doesn't have room scale but apparently in order to get room scale working you need Three more power outlets and the ideal solution that Valve actually intends you to do with this stuff is to drill holes in the wall for it. Mm. Well, so, I mean, I mean, you are paying eight hundred dollars. Like, uh, yeah, this is for this is for those owners, those wall mount things that that show you the room. Right. Yeah, you, you have to have two cameras facing downwards on the ceiling for ideal placement. You can put them on tripods, you can put them on shelves, but like in their diagrams and the instruction booklets, they're gonna want you to drill them in for for the ideal I mean, solution. It comes with if, wall mounts. If the, I know that's crazy to a lot of people, but oh, it's crazy. If, if no, I don't think it's. Like, it's not so. It's not that crazy. If you're expected to mount <laughs> surround sound systems on the wall, yeah. I don't oh, that's also you... crazy. I don't. I, that's I, not I ain't crazy got time all. for that. You're paying eight hundred dollars for a VR I'm, system. You have, who cares if you have to mount wall mount wall. something? If you're going for the big experience, <laughs> mounting something in the corners of your room, I don't see as that big of. I don't, I don't see that as like. How dare they? Like, yeah. I, I think that's pretty fine. Like again. I've had people. I've seen been to people's houses with surround sound mounted everywhere. Uh, it's fucking great. That's the experience. Correction: Before we move on, uh, Oculus Rift can do room scaled. Okay, it can do room scaled. It is just made right right now. What you can buy is made like they're designed for just sitting down and you know right. moving around while you're sitting down. But it can do room scaled. It's so it's been tested it, already. Is it really room scale or is it chair scale? Right now, it only comes with one sensor. So imagine a Vive with one sensor. Later on, the touch is going to come with a second sensor, which you can put around the room. You can and do room scaled with with uh, the one sensor with your Oculus Rift, but it I'm will be in a cone in front of you. It still works. Is, is why exactly do you need... I'm sure the answer is really simple and makes me feel dumb, but why do you need two cameras? Because to, it covers um, both... It covers a, a whole area. It needs to be able to see 
uh, about, I think, around three lights on your headset. There's lights all around, oh. even on the straps of the headset. It's essentially triangulation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, so but for accurate instead of three. You remember, they ha- it has to be very accurate. So they want to cover everything. The whole world. Do you think world. at some point in the future, some VR d- hardware developer might figure out a solution to get it working with one camera by way of having that camera point at two corners of the room? And using the position of the camera and the size of you flailing about in the frame of the camera to determine where the border of the other two corners of the room are. Mm. I mean, why does it matter though? It's just a just just put it there in the corner. Because you have to drill holes in the wall. No, no. Well, the Oculus Rift thing, it, you can actually point it up or down. So you can just put it on the floor and point it up. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Hmm. I uh, Sulong Cortex had a camera on the uh, and you could try top it of too. your scalp. You can try oh, yeah, that. Like, it's it's essentially the same tech, the same idea as uh, projecting a hologram, isn't it? You have to yeah. do the two different points that shoot out light into the same area to converge to make the image appear. This is the same thing, but it's two different cameras that have to shoot towards the same thing I, to sense I, where your headset it's, is. It's it's fine. I don't I don't see what the yeah, problem I, is. <laughs> I honestly Anyways. don't think that the two camera to one camera thing is that big of a deal. And this is coming from a person who's not interested in VR at all. Like, I, that's not, that's not, I, I just to me like find it hard to imagine Joe the plumber coming home to his house full of kids and having to set this shit up. I don't think Joe the plumber's buying a VR headset. Thank you. Yeah, but you I said don't it think it's gonna, gonna have long lasting market viability to change video games forever unless uh, Joe the plumber can buy it. Uh, that's. We talked about this last four yeah, times. Yeah, about like VR. It, the same conversation keeps coming like, up. That's what they said about the cell phone. They said there was no viability to it. It's not. It's absolutely only a luxury and there's no use for it. And now we have smartphones. Like, uh, I'm not, I'm not even going to go saying. into education. I'm, I'm not even going to, to, to tours and seeing houses. I'm not going to even go into any of that creepy stuff. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because it's... Porn is what he's talking about. Yeah, porn. yeah. Por- I'm not even going to go into that. Like, everyone wants... You can. Everyone's going to do that. Like, ch- ch- VR is not going, any- going anywhere. All right? It's not going anywhere, George. I'm sorry. It's not... We could, we could go on with... Judging, the I, I judging hope by the it coverage doesn't. that it's getting right now, I, I think... It's probably going to be fine. But I yeah. just, it, won't like, take off, it won't take off for a couple years, look, but it, it, this is a solid first step, I think. The contents of the box of the Vive, and I'm like, oh, we have we have a ways to go here. But you don't like plastic. You don't like I don't like things. plastic. You don't like things. <laughs> the less plastic God. there is, the better. Is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. I'm not crazy. The picture's crazy. The I mean, okay. Let's, let's be fucking real here. Take out the iPod headphones and all of the AC adapters, and that's much less plastic. Um, The Oculus Rift actually has less. Like, the headphones are built in and easily... Um, taken out by a screw and it doesn't even have a cord to the headphones the everything everything is just super slim on the oculus rift for a reason like that's that's where they spent a lot of their money on making it extremely light being like it it is the consumer version that's what the oculus rift is aiming for and that's why it's not doing the whole room scale vr or anything like that because most people are just gonna sit on their ass and play the game and that's like, uh, what, what, like, what surprises me about these reviews. Like, I was expecting to lean towards the Vive for the, the premium experience, but looking at how much shit you have to set up, I, I'm just like, oh, maybe when it comes time, I should go for the Oculus instead. It, 
like if you want room scale, like they both can do the same thing. There's no difference in screens and refresh rates. Nothing. There's no. There's no difference. Like the, the difference are going to be in the controllers. Um, I, we don't know. No one has compared the Oculus Touch to their controllers yet. You know what I'm saying? Like hand to hand. But if you have either one of these, you're going to be fine. And I, for me, for me, I room scale VR. I don't want to be up. I think I've said this before. I don't. I don't want to be up um, wailing my hands around. Like I, I, I'll do that once or twice, and I'm going to be sitting down for most of my time. You know, I, I don't want to play party games um, right now anyway um, until like there's actually some uh, someone who's built something from the ground up to something really cool. But it, VR, 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 all that stuff that you're seeing, George, like it's it's the beginning phase It's the beginning phase for for the people who want all of this stuff, who wants the just, accurate just... tracking. Kinda sucks being alive in the beginning phase. I wish I could just throw myself into a coma for six years and see what happens then, rather than enduring the beginning phase. But George, you're gonna miss Mighty Number no. Nine. I mean, well, you Whoa. might. It might not be out by then. I'd, I'd miss Dark Souls and whatever Kojima game he's planning. You know what? You're not gonna miss nine. Mighty Number no. Nine, even if it does come out. It won't. But even uh, if it does, I'd, I'd miss the new Shantae. <laughs> I could just play all that shit six years from now, but whatever. Um, GameSpot. Oh, wait. Yeah. I was, I was doing that as, as a total segue because I thought we had Mighty Number no. 9 on the docket, but we don't. <laughs> we have, instead of Mighty Number no. 9, we have Rock Band 4. Uh, oh. So Rock Band 4 failed to meet its crowdfunding goal for the PC port. That project has been canceled, uh, which was kind That's, of an issue. Yeah. I, it's not. I don't know. This doesn't surprise me. When is the PC? I, I didn't ever even really know that there what was the a PC hell? version in the works, nor did I know yeah. it was crowdfunded until finding out it was canceled. And my right. first reaction was like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> like what? that is a very console game. Like it could exist on a PC. I just feel and, like and living room PCs are more popular, but I, uh, it's so I much know. plastic. <laughs> Gathering around a PC to play rock band. There it is again. I know. Amazing. But but it seems like uh, hooking that up to a box in the living room is something that's already been served and done on other platforms. And if you have a PC in the living room, it's to play PC games in the living room, not to play console games in the living room. So even for living room PCs who might play Rock Band 4 on their PCs, they probably already have a box in there that can do it. I, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's yeah. the market at work. Although I, do I, I wonder, wonder if I still like Rock Band. I I, I remember playing a lot of a lot of it. Lot I played a fuck ton of Rock Band. Yeah. I probably still enjoy a Rock Band or a new Guitar Hero if they were like mm. Guitar Hero three or Rock Band two, the good ones. Uh, you know, enough but, to pay like a hundred something dollars for it. No, no, not not really. Rock, for more rock Band. That's that's if actually the thing. No, I, I was about so. to say Rock Band <laughs> is like a great case study example of the two hundred dollar living room full of plastic video game equipment <laughs> becoming mainstream for Joe the plumber to buy, and then all of a sudden fizzling out oh, because gosh. of we, mismanagement and maybe 
maybe kind of a, a low ceiling for how how much those peripherals could do and Hang on, over here's time the next t- here's clickbait title for your next video is rock band the harbinger of doom for vr oh uh, my yeah, gosh no quit blowing what i say out of proportion i'm, I'm just, just saying it's a good title you know I, yeah, that's it, where my if it, if I it got is sidetracked. It is good title. It just means the title's working. <laughs> I got sidetracked, and I wanted to say the difference between the touch and the 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 Vive controllers. I I I'll be I'll be quick. Uh, you can do hand gestures like thumbs up and wave and point and stuff like that. That's that's basically the difference between them two. And that's yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. much With it. Both of them or just no no together? no. The touch can do the gestures. They he wanted it to be kind of like a a blend between the regular controller and being able to be social uh, so with the controller. So you is, actually is can Oculus point in game. Huh? Is that Oculus or Vive? Oculus. The Oculus Touch. Huh, okay. Can, you can do hand gestures in it, like waving, pointing, and thumbs up and stuff like that. Like uh, You can see videos on it, and you can see it working. Like It's, it's nuts. And then the, the Vive is more, um, you know, the touchpad stuff and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. but the polygon yeah. review came out saying that the controllers really are the difference between VR being a fancy display versus a platform that enables entirely new ways to play, which is something I've always been really, I, I agree with that. I, I feel like VR plus good motion controls is super duper exciting and fun. And, uh, and, I, and right I guess now, it depends on the, the type of game motion you control, right? Like, the game's got to be built for it. For, for me, when I get my Oculus Rift, like I'm loading band. up Elite Dangerous, like, immediately. Immediately, I'm loading up Elite Dangerous. That That is my ideal, and that's me sitting down with a couple flight um, uh, sticks. You know what I'm saying? With a Thrustmaster. Two flight sticks? With, with, with a, no, Double with a stick. fisting the yeah, stick? Yeah. Yes, yes, Thrustmaster. Two Double sticks, thrust one masters. hand? Yes. Wait, actually, you'd have two sticks on two hands. Anyway, and sorry, being able to look through the co- cockpit and dogfight with someone and see them outside the window, like that is my ideal, um, you know, situation there. And I, I mm, my my friend yeah. got his before mine, and I hate him. But anyway, you played yeah. with it. Uh, he has he's playing with it now, and he's gonna start texting me and 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 telling oh. me what he thinks. But yeah, showing you pictures of cute of things I don't have, and being like, "Don't you wish you were here?" Yeah, yeah, in the UK, yeah. Yeah, sucks. Oh, is it wooden potatoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that bastard. That bastard. <laughs> Damn, I hate all you British bastards. You were the bad guys <laughs> in Star Wars, and you got your Oculuses first. You <laughs> bad guys in every single damn movie. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, so speaking of European things. <laughs> wow. Stretch it. Oof. Stretch God it. of War 4 is supposedly going to be taking place within uh, a, the a world of Norse mythology if uh, hmm? leet concept art and rumors related to what they mean are to be believed. There was a batch of concept art revealed on a website called Nerd Leaks that is attributed to the website of an artist who worked at God of War developer Santa Monica Studio in 2015. It shows a picture of Kratos wearing a lot of green. He has pants and a beard. It, I, I don't, it could be Kratos. It could just be an angry bearded guy. But then it also shows a uh, very, very Viking-esque mythological settings, kind of smooth and sleek, curvy stone cities that are laced with gold and purple colors. You got... Got big fairy filled forest with overgrown vegetation and then sparkly shit floating around. 
Uh, yeah, I'm actually don't really care that much about God of War games, but should they make one that takes place within the really fun world of Viking mythology? I think that makes a lot of sense and makes me more interested in God of War than I would be before. I I played all the games. I I like them as a good go to Blockbuster, rent it, and then you know put it back. That's that's the type of games I think of them as. So I I mean I don't care either way as long as it's high action craziness. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Norse mythology is also a fun setting that's not super duper explored that well. It was a lot of fun in Skyrim. It was great in Skyrim. We need we need hey, more games. Two human. Yeah. Dude, that game is two, great. I'm gonna tweet it, out a picture of Two Human. It got shitty reviews though, and I didn't like the demo. Dude, it was. Mm, it was. I actually quite liked it. In, in all seriousness, I said this before. I, I actually like yeah. the game, and people and people, <laughs> we were like, no, you know, it's like it, people think about too human as you think about Blitzball. Blitzball's shit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and I've actually tried to enjoy Blitzball, and it did not happen. <laughs> um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of yeah, trying to yeah. enjoy oh. something balls. Yeah. Uh, what did what did you try to enjoy, Jimmy? I'm I'm interested in hearing what you tried to enjoy and how it relates to to Blitzball. <laughs> you, you remember Skip you remember Griffball, another game in Halo, a bungee game. Right there, you go. Take it Stop away. Stop trying to make my segue better. Wait, I, I know. I think it was Matt. You tried to enjoy Destiny, right? Yeah, I play. I I play through the everything. I play through everything, and I was gonna do a review, but I I I, I decided not to. <laughs> what 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 do you think? It's basically it's basically uh, console people who've never touched an MMO or a PC game think that this is like wow, like it was wow. It's wow for for people on the consoles. Did did you get the feeling that it kind of fell apart towards the sixty percent mark of development? I it. Yeah. All right, like it's a very specific. Question. Yeah, yeah. All right, the vanilla <laughs> game. I'm gonna do it in regular terms. In 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 a. I'm but a simple man. Um, vanilla was garbage. The expansion pack made it way better. Um, but it also, it's also just at the end of the day, like after you finish all the, you know, the really good looking areas, even on the Xbox one, good looking areas. I don't know how they pulled that off. Um, uh, intriguing story in some, for the most part, I mean, for this type of game. And, uh, after that, it's just a gear grind, and you have to keep doing things over and over again. Do the dailies. It's just the same old stuff. It's the same old stuff. So and I don't want to play an MMO on my console. <laughs> I'm sorry. In that, in that case, you might not be surprised to find out that I've dug up a whole string of important people leaving Bungie over the past year, ending with the most That's... recent one happening uh, yesterday. That segue was in development longer than two human was oh but but no that means that matt can spot that those seven years of polish that everyone else trashes on Uh, okay whatever um a 13 year bungie veteran story designer named cj cowan has left saying i decided to part ways with bungie how am i just now realizing the logo is a sad face wait (laughs) 
He he made Wait. an Instagram post showing him smiling in front of the logo after saying he's departing. And can you expand the link? And it just says, how am I just now realizing the logo is a sad face? Wow. Where is this? Where is this? I want to see this. Uh, Check the link on our outline. Oh, I see. I'm going to post it in our chat, too, just in case. But yeah, listeners at home, uh, just kind of Google CJ Cohen Twitter (laughs) departure. You'll see what we're talking about. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't see the sad face. Do you guys see the sad face? Uh, I mean, no. I I can see how the eye in Bungie might be an eye. The loop or semicircle, rather, might be a frown, but I don't see eye number two. Yeah, it's a stretch. Yeah. But anyways, anyway. maybe he's feeling depressed about it. Maybe because Destiny fell apart halfway through production, which also backs up claims that uh, Marty O'Donnell, who they fired, was making. He he mm. really did not like the production of that game. And uh, after after he was fired, Joseph Staten, lead writer of Destiny, left. Um, supposedly while they were pinning the story of Destiny 2, he still gave them good words, encouragement, said that what they have in the works is great. But then... Um, uh, about a year later, we have the president of Bungie, um, mm. Harold Ryan, who had been there for 16 years, leaving inexplicably without any words. We just have words from Pete Parsons saying, I want to personally thank him for his friendship, hard work and dedication. And now we have another 13 year Bungie veteran jumping ship. So I, I, interesting. I, I remember my friend telling me. That uh, this guy, I, I think is one of the names you mentioned, um, he laid out the whole story for all of the Destinies, like um, the whole 10 year campaign, and they just didn't use it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, it's. I read something about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's ridiculous. Like Activision. The, oh, sorry. God, yeah, I'm yeah, so sorry. Ahead. I feel bad. No, go, go, I was just going to say go that Activision poured more money into Destiny than I believe has been poured into any video game franchise ever. They set world records for it. And I guess in many ways, as much of a success as it is, they're just not seeing that investment paid off compared to how how long and, and kind of avant-garde and obtuse the the design of these games are like i can see the writers getting frustrated with this weird grimoire card system that the vanilla game had for telling its story where in the middle of the game you have to log into a web browser on bungie.net and read read enemy profiles with their grimoire cards yeah yeah, you remember how they were saying oh they're going to improve on that by having in-game things that uh the replay nolan bot would read to you there's like a couple in each stage. Like it's not, it's not anything good. Like it's, it's, it's an MMO, and writers will always get frustrated with MMOs. I think, you know, it, it's it's because you have to keep. You, there's no end. You have to keep going with it. There's always mm. going to be something. Like it's. I've seen so many people leave. So many writers leave MMO companies. In Guild Wars Two, we just had a couple leave. You know. Dang. Like it's it's I mean I mean Warcraft just brought back Illidan. Like 
How do you even do that? <laughs> That's a shame. Someday one of them's going to figure out how to make an MMO have good writing. Actually, people actually commend. Now that I think about it, people commend the writing in FF14. Yeah, have any of yeah. us tried it? I tried it for a little while. Didn't I get did. into yeah. it, but I'd love to give it a serious stab one day. And maybe if you guys are down, we could give it a stab together. But I really want to see what a solid story driven single player experience looks like in an mmo and i think that's where you go for that mm. and maybe I, western I mmo devs it. need to learn those lessons you did you did what, what, what tell I, me about I, it. I, did, I didn't i didn't i went halfway um okay. but my friend really enjoyed it and you know he's a he's a bit of a hard critic i don't i haven't experienced it myself but i he says it gets better uh in the later levels so in the beginning oh, levels it's kind of just like okay you know, you just kind of getting phrase. stringed along and then you start mm-hmm. getting more cut scenes and more voice acting uh, for people, I guess, for people who are invest, <laughs> invest in it. But yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, people say it's good, but like in the beginning, like, it, trust me, you're going to feel that MMO feeling that you're going to you're going to feel that grind, a little bit of grind, a little bit of all that. But you got your voiceovers and your cut scenes, which means it's a story. <laughs> you're going to have to read happening. a lot. And I. And Based on what you guys said about Fallout, what was it? When I was talking about Fallout or whatever, you guys were like, oh, I'd rather read than hear voice acting anyway. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, MMOs is up your alley for sure. Because a lot of these MMOs but, just have text. But you like voiceovers. I like, and, no, and maybe I like cutscenes. I don't, I don't, <laughs> all right. I, I am okay with writing. I do like good voiceovers. I really do. I, I think it's a, an enjoyable experience when you. You don't have to read every single thing, um, especially in a text-heavy game. Like, I wouldn't mind it in a game like like the Final Fantasies. But when it comes oh. down to an MMO where text is just 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 thrown onto the screen, like, it, it the writing's you know, not even that good, like, you get when, tired of it really you quickly. you Metal Gear Solid 4, you might oh get tired of voices. Oh you gosh. might just want to skip through those dialogue boxes instead, because... Metal Gear Solid is a series infamous for having cutscenes and voiceover. Also, that's my segue. That's <laughs> relevant because David Hayter has uh, apparently pledged again to star in a, another Metal Gear Solid fan project. What? This time it's not a game. <laughs> so uh, I guess they're hedging their bets that Konami won't try to shut them down if it's not a fan game. Instead, the uh, fan tribute project is called the Fan Legacy colon Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's a interactive museum in which players walk around higher fidelity renders of shadow moses and the flower field from mgs3 but there are posters of concept art ever it's a really weird trailer that that they've displayed it's just kind of a fly through of an area with with posters of concept art of the game nailed to the walls of the game and in the beginning of of the trailer david Hayter says kept you waiting huh and uh but didn't uh, I thought they didn't like each other? I thought no, I thought this David Hater was. It's not real. It's not by oh, Kojima. Oh, and it's oh, especially funny too because David Hater uh, oh. also was was apparently going to be voicing a fan game earlier that ended up getting shot down. It's uh, huh, it's it's 
harder to Google search now because, of course, the other results of this new story coming up. But earlier last year, there was a fan made remake of the original Metal Gear game. You know, the one with with uh, the the dastardly duck. What was that guy's name? There was a boss who was some weird animal person, which, come to think of it, sounds a lot like every Metal Gear boss. But Metal Gear 1 was getting a fan remake that David Hayter was supposedly voice acting. It got shut down by Konami, supposedly. (laughs) Actually, I think with that project, it mysteriously shut down. People think it was Konami threats, but they never specified. Then another upcoming fan project that was going to be a remake of Metal Gear Solid 1 and Unreal Engine got shut down by Konami. That was confirmed. This one, David Hayter's pl- supposedly voice acting for it. It's not a fan game. It's an interactive fan museum. I've gone on for this for a while. This is weird. Wow. I was looking forward to that Sh- Shadow Moses uh, remake. Um, you had footage of it in your review. Yeah, 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 because it, it looked impressive. I mean, obviously, you know, it's hard to recreate something that's that good. Because yeah. it's really good. I, I, but, I mean, I would like to see them tackle it. Well, Damn. I mean, people are attacking PT. What, what yeah. you see happening, and PT is good for this, is uh, y- you have them make environmental art really well. But then when it comes time to actually make the create game. a character and their model for animation and movement inside of that 3D environment, like create the, the collision and the bump mapping and the physics engine, that's where a lot of these fan projects start to peter out. Because yeah. let's be honest, programming is a hell of a lot harder than art, which yeah. is why programmers are probably the more well-paid people on development teams. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the fate of that Metal Gear Solid fan remake is, is not an unfamiliar fate at all, where you see impressive renders of environments and then all of a sudden see nothing else after that. And, and again, I don't see anything wrong with the way Metal Gear Solid looks. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But it's old, but I mean, it's fine. It still holds up. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Whatever. Everyone's face is like made out of pixel Donuts. textures. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a real creepy Silent Hill esque quality to President Baker's little potato head twitching on top of it. his bulbous orange body. He looks like he looks like an orange with a Silent Hill monster sprouting out of it and twitching. Anyways. Oh my gosh. I, I, uh, he's my favorite bobblehead. He's my favorite <laughs> bobblehead. That's a good word for it. Oh, did you guys ever play Perfect Dark? No. Oh, no. that game had the bobbliest of heads. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the bobbliest. I tell ya. Fully, fully voiced cutscenes where characters just bob their head at each other. <laughs> it, w- w- that's the one for sixty four or the one for three sixty. Sixty four. Okay. 360 by by that time they they have moving lips but yeah that's what i was about to say i was like wait a minute right <laughs> right I, I remember it looking bad but i, remember I really love the bad. uh aesthetics of blinking eyes and moving lips on n64 games how they kind of animate a decal on someone's face i think that looks charming and, and in some instances better than uh po- poly- polygonal facial movements that's that's why that's why wind waker looks so good hmm I need to play the 3D Zeldas, man. I really need to do that. Mm. They have uh, really good facial animations for their time, even though no one actually uses them for talking. Eyes blink, mouths move, it's great. And text <laughs> bubbles just pop up under their faces. Well. So, yeah. Looks like we're uh, at the end of the road. 
Uh oh, the cops are coming for me. We gotta wrap up. <laughs> oh no, they're coming for the bush. Oh, <laughs> protect the bush, dude. Make sure it's trimmed. Flush the bush. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drugs joke. Um, I see what you're doing there. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, sounds like we've we've petered out. Our energy is spent running from the cops and hiding our bushes. Uh, Too much do drifter. we have anything on the channel we want to advertise? Um, or the channels rather? No, I do stuff Not on yet. the internet. Yeah, oh. my thing will happen when it happens. So, so um, <laughs> how? So Jimmy's gonna have uh, some more pirate games on this channel. Uh, he's been running some this more, long yeah. series after all those ones I've already done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he got a really good deal with uh with Hulu. So make sure you guys yeah. check it out. And Crunchyroll. Matt's gonna be Matt's gonna be continuing his ongoing coverage of Guild Wars Two. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid Four Critical Close Up coming right up. <laughs> oh, man. And we'll see As you guys legion, next time. A legion of fans is just like, God, guys, we get it. You don't make the stuff we like anymore. <laughs> oh man, oh man. If any Guild Wars Two guys are listening to me, man, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's Anet's fault. They should have they should have made a better game. Oof. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. If if Josh Foreman, which is a, a designer at uh, Ana, if he could just make everything in Guild Wars Two, then I would probably love that game. Okay. Mm. He does a he does a weird essay super adventure box thing. You ever seen that pixelated like Zelda ish world in Guild Wars Two? It was like on the no. Nah? Uh, no. Well, I love well, Super Great Box though. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, these guys know a lot about MMOs, guys. Ow. All right. I don't, and I don't want to. Uh, if you if you also don't want to know about MMOs, you can follow me on Twitter at SunderCR or check out my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash SunderGamer. You can also rate us five stars on iTunes and share us with your parents. Oof, Did you guys some see of those that, reviews. that Vine that some kid posted where he was talking to his mom? And he was mm. like, Mom, give Hitman a chance. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I did it. Wait, Someone actually went and did it. We thought Dang. we were kidding around, but but some a kid we out there it. really did it and, and told we his mom it, about it. Oh. Dude, that that was amazing. When I saw that tweet, the I was validation. like Oh my gosh. Th thank thank you. Thank you, dude, for for spreading the word that Hitman is actually not a bad game just because it's episodic. So, you know, thank thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Oh, speaking of which, final news topic before we go. Uh, apparently the episodic Final Fantasy VII is supposed to be like every episode is like a full game. So that's pretty cool. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> Wait, hold up. That's a big deal. 